Good morning and welcome back to the real world on CITR 101.9 FM. Um, we are broadcasting live here today from unceded Musqueam and Coast Salish territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver, BC. Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show where we try to connect with other clubs and campus organizations through film. Um, so if you want to talk about your favorite movie or you have a bunch of friends who love a film, um, connect with us and we would love to have you be a guest on the show. Um, I wanted to, oh, I'm one of your hosts, Alex, by the way, I'm the bookings <laughs> manager of FilmSock. Hello, uh, I'm computer operations at FilmSock. Do you have a name? I'm Augustine. <laughs> no, I'm only my position. <laughs> I'm Clara, I am film liaison uh, of FilmSock. Um, yeah, so I wanted to just highlight a few of our Film Society events coming up, if anyone is interested. Um, I think t- t- oh, today is the <laughs> buzzer-less garden. Today? Yeah. No, wait, sorry, it's next Friday. It's <laughs> yeah, next Friday. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, it's next Friday. Um, we're watching Hot Fuzz, yeah. I believe. Yep, yep. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun to kind of close the term. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next Thursday... Right, we have mm-hmm. a club room screening with Whale Rider and Rocks in My Pockets. Yeah, I love Whale Rider. That's like one of my favorite childhood know, movies. You inspired me. <laughs> so go watch that; it's great. Um, and then April first, we have our Film Society short film screening. Um, so a bunch of the productions people in our club have been working really hard on a couple of short films this term. Um, I think it'll be really exciting and funny and all kinds of entertaining. Yeah. Um, so definitely go and see that. On April 1st. Um, Jen is also with us today. Hello, Jen. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <coughs> oh, oh, God. Rough mornings. Rough mornings for everybody. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> all are present and accounted for. Um, yeah, so today I think we are talking a bit about To Singapore with Love from 2013 by... Tan Pin Pin. Tan Pin Pin. Um, And this was shown at uh, the club room screening last night for Film Society, which I could not make it there, but I will just be popping into this conversation (laughs) (laughs) that one again. Um, Yeah. And also, this is my last show for like six months, so Mm. I'm just I'm just here to to enjoy the the last (laughs) moments of my radio fame. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So. I don't know, Clara, if you want to start us off with some, like, background info on the movie. And I know you're from Singapore, so I'm sure Mm -hmm. you have your own perspective on watching the film. Yeah, I'm going to move the mic. Sorry if there's a horrible sound. That was a horrible sound. It was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, sorry. But Um, put it it next to your mouth. 
There you go. Okay. So, Tan Pin Pin's film. Um, well, first of all, Tan Pin Pin is a pretty well-known, established filmmaker in Singapore. She's made a lot of documentaries um, and a few, like, narrative shorts. I don't remember if she's made a narrative feature or not, but I don't think so. Mm. Um, but she's kind of, like, super well-regarded in the, like, filmmaking, um, like, world of Singapore. And... This film she made in 2012 was first released in the fest in like festivals in 2013, and then a year later it was banned by um, the media authority of Singapore. And um, the reason was that it was a threat to national security. Um, I think like the main reason that they were unhappy with it is that they thought it was too one-sided and showing only um, this very leftist communist view and like. Um, giving a voice to uh, like real communists and um, and yeah they didn't think that was appropriate for to represent Singapore Um, is this pretty would you say like pretty typical um, for this kind of thing to happen where that like censorship or that kind of I guess not retaliation but repression of those types of content that's pretty normal a little bit but at the same time, it's not like I feel like it's more of a uh, conservative like um, like outlook to things more than it is like this constant like censorship of everything. So it's not that you can't talk about it or like I or you know like there's like, you're allowed to have like private screenings of it, but. Um, it would never be in like a movie theater. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. So like public screenings are banned, and it's also um, banned on like distribution platforms. So on Vimeo, if you have a Singapore IP address, you can't um, oh. Oh, buy wow. or rent Use it. VPNs. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I like the way I'm kind of seeing it is it's not that it's not so much trying to force people to not see it um, because they could have cracked down a lot harder if they really didn't want anyone mm-hmm. to see it. Um, it definitely makes it more difficult to access, but it's more um, like showing their stance on it. Um, Are are there things where they do strike down a lot harder? Mm. Well, I think historically, yes. And I think that's kind of what the film goes into for sure. Um, So Singapore, yeah, because it's, I mean, I'm not like, I'm definitely not an expert on Singapore's history and... I don't know a lot, but um, like Singapore is a very new country and um, it was, it reached like officially achieved independence in 1960, um, which is when like the first um, like government um, sort of took power, I guess you could say, and that's the People's Action Party. And um, in order to like secure their power and like centralize power, um, they kind of crack down on a lot of like leftist activists mm. and um, media and um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm reading like a little bit more about the ban simultaneously mm-hmm. right now. Um, and it said immediately like the same day the ban was made that 40 artists, filmmakers mm-hmm. and civil society artists responded with a statement asking M- what's MDA? MDA is the Media Development Authority. Oh, so okay. they're like the ministry that mm-hmm. um, rates films and stuff and censors stuff um, in Singapore. And so it said a week after the ban, a few hundred Singaporeans took chartered buses across the border yeah. to Malaysia to catch the film. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah. And it was organized, I think, by a student as well, like the buses. Wow. So just all wow. this like student activism mm-hmm. as a yeah. theme is pretty cool. So what does the, is that what's covered in the film? Like, I honestly haven't watched even a trailer yet. Okay, yeah, that's true. Like, (laughs) actually what is in the film is Mm -hmm. that um, Tan Pin Pin um, visits uh, Thailand, Malaysia, and the UK to um, talk to political exiles, I think. I don't remember how many of them. Maybe like 12-ish or something. Um, And just to, like, talk about how they coped with their life after and like what led up to them leaving Singapore and not ever coming back and it's a very like personal like not 
not a historical like documentary it's really just them sharing like their experiences Mm -hmm. um yeah it's really yeah interesting what it says about exile Mm -hmm, exactly like it's also less about well from what I understood is that it's not a lot about like how Singapore worked but what is the situation of an exile Mm -hmm. overall and of course in relationship to the Singaporean government and but yeah yeah exactly like what it means to like build a nation like a little bit and like where like exile and like who like borders and stuff come into that but it really is about like the experience of exile as kind of the concept right and like yeah yeah. um there's like a really interesting part i think it was after you came in um where um one of them talks about how she started uh uh, yeah. working with Palestinian refugees and act, like mm. advocating and like mm. activism for like Palestine because of her like like what she kind of um, felt was a common experience of exile and um, yeah I so. was thinking too about I didn't actually realize until I was reading more about it that it's a documentary mm. and you're talking about it um, I don't know I guess it's interesting thinking that the government's view of it as you know this one-sided kind of very opinion driven thing mm-hmm. which isn't like a lie like it does show you know very like specific parts of it but i was thinking about i don't know if you guys ever watched the kanasatake 270 years of resistance documentary okay, um i watched it in canadian that? film it's by alanis obamsoin she's like an abenaki female director um but we watch it in the class because it's about we watch it for like the documentary portion of the class because so many people are like oh how can this be a documentary it doesn't show like all of the truth it doesn't show all sides of the story Mm. so that like and this was made in 1993 so it's before um to with love but i feel like that idea of like changing what documentary means and like Mm -hmm. what kinds of truths are shown like documentaries don't have to be this purely purely objective um giving equal weight to both sides kind Mm -hmm. of medium Mm -hmm. um yeah Yeah. i don't know i just Mm -hmm. think it's like an interesting comparison and for for that film it's about um the quebec town of oka which Mm -hmm. is it's like intruding on the land of the mohawk people and they're kind of I don't know, doing all this stuff, and then it evolves into this, like, kind of really heated conflict and almost, like, a siege type of thing. Um, So people were upset, you know, that she made this film funded by the National Film Board of Canada (laughs) that was not, like, pro-Canada. So I don't know, just, yeah, thinking about, like, what documentary means and who dictates, you know, what is what is allowed to be seen as documentary or what is allowed to be like a legitimate or acceptable objective documentary. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the, in Tan Pin Pin's case, like they don't see it as the government doesn't see it as something truthful, mm-hmm. even yeah. though everyone in it is like telling the truth. Yeah. There's no lies, mm-hmm. but it's just like covering their side of the story. Yeah. Talking about their experiences. Mm-hmm. I feel like, documentaries are like have never been like there's always going to be some bias yeah right right. it's like they're always like trying to show a point or like show a side of a story that you don't get to see otherwise Mm -hmm. or something right like they're trying to show something that they feel like hasn't been seen in other ways but it's weird because like i'm just trying to think like what parts of like the form or like the story that like indicate to you that it's like different or like oh this is not objective because like there's like objective documentaries that like have certain elements in them that sort of signal to you that they are objective i guess but even though they're not right um yeah there's like uh signifiers of mm-hmm. uh, objectiveness mm-hmm. that can be incorporated yeah um like found footage and stuff mm-hmm. like that even though that doesn't like yeah. add anything things that indicate like authenticity mm-hmm. yeah. or yeah, I think it's like the the sort of like third person um <laughs> omnipotent the third person like omnipotent voice that inserts itself every so often in like 
like, like a narrator? A, yeah, like a narrator that's, like, you know, mediating and being, like, oh, let's, like... Has a lot of authority. Yeah, and mm-hmm. is supposed to be the voice of truth, mm-hmm. um, I think, is when, if we're, like, what I perceive to be a large signifier for, like, what is a more objective... Like, traditional. Docu- yeah, traditional documentary, whereas, like, I don't know, like, with... Um, to Singapore with love like that it I saw it that form as like you know very obviously showing one side because there was less of that mm. voice maybe yeah. yeah yeah it's I don't know I feel like more so than ever in like the past you know five six seven years people are much more into documentaries or they're much more being made or maybe they always were and I just like didn't yeah, know no, no, or like, like a trend though yeah. Yeah. But yeah yeah like if you go on Netflix or something like there's a whole documentary section and mm-hmm. people are always like oh did you see this new documentary mm-hmm. like it's much more we're yeah. much more saturated with it and people are making more and more of them trying to like cover mm-hmm. all of these niche you know ways of life or different slice of life type of things mm-hmm. um, I don't know I'm just kind of curious I guess like why now more than ever it might be coming more to the forefront or like why it's important that they're there like document yeah just that idea of like Mm. seeking truth but all of it is biased and like media crisis fake news crisis thing like (laughs) maybe it's related to that yeah i'm thinking a lot about like information validity or like access and yeah i mean even like the fact i i didn't think was that most recent fire the oh, that one that got that a documentary oh. that like blew up. <laughs> that I'm just like, I didn't think they would make a documentary. Yeah, about it this. seems like very small. <laughs> it <and> does. Like, <laughs> trivial, I guess, <laughs> compared to other things. Yeah. Well, but just like with something more entertainment uh, related and having something like that become a documentary and have it be such a big thing. Mm. Yeah, it's like interesting to think about like when and how that became a, a thing mm-hmm. in media and why yeah there's this um in france and belgium it's actually belgium uh <laughs> like it, it's made by belgium uh oh, there's like this Christ. documentary series oh. that has been running <laughs> what, what did you know? <laughs> <laughs> that that has been running since like the beginning of the 19s uninterrupted uh and it's like two it's like on rendra pas le congo and uh, uh striptease and what it is is basically um, like uh, people that go for like years or months mm-hmm. in one uh, like family or like group of people and they just film and there's no interviews or anything. They just what? film what's happening and and you know, then they're like, that sounds like Tara's house. it's like (laughs) kind of reality tv it's very voyeuristic and but it's also very like simple like they don't like put any flourishes to it it's very like this is what is happening and they just like it's a very small team they just sit in the corner and then they just film what's happening and 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 it's really like popular and it's Mm. fascinating so it's still Uh, going still going and uh, i think so yeah and uh, and there's a couple famous episodes which are like there's this guy who wants to build a sp- uh, flying saucer, and so he, they live in this uh, <laughs> rural area of uh, France, I believe, and it's a couple, and they just follow him okay. do his flying saucer <laughs> for like months. <laughs> it's it's, so it's amazing. It? <laughs> there and there's a it's very voyeuristic, but there's a lot of humanity in these mm-hmm. people. Uh, you don't make fun of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just very strange. <laughs> 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 Maybe we can take a quick break on that note and oh return God. to talk about more documentary stuff and to yeah. Singapore with love. Um, I'd be kind of curious to talk about the lines between like documentary, reality TV, yeah. and even yeah. like propaganda mm-hmm. and where those kind of intersect. Um, wow. What a turn this has yeah. taken. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll be right back. <laughs>
documenting the best in music, arts, and culture since 1983. Let's see what one man of prestige has to say about Discorder. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Dogg, and I fucks with Discorder magazine. How about that? <laughs> Smoke every day. Pick up a copy around Vancouver or f*** with Discorder online at discorder.ca.
we are so happy because Fun Drive 2019 is officially over. What a great feeling. To everyone who donated their time, their energy, and their money, the people who forgot to donate now but will online at citr.ca slash donate, those who couldn't donate this year but will next year, and to our community as a whole. CITR and Discorder just want to say... CITR and Mint Records have released their biannual collab, Pop Alliance Volume 5. This glamorous record features staple Vancouver artist Devours. Swim Team. Lord Fuckerman. Chris Arific. So, so, so many more. Get your copy for only $15 on iTunes or at the Mint Records store now. Hello and welcome back to The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM. The last two songs we played was The Bug Collector by Haley Hendricks from her album I Need to Start a Garden and Blue Pine... Um, by Munya from her newest album, Blue Pine. <laughs> um, so we're back talking about um, To Singapore With Love and documentaries, truth stuff, propaganda, mm-hmm. reality TV, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to sort of go off of that, because I've been talking, or we've been talking about this in one of my classes a lot, um, how would you define a documentary? Like, what is mm. the line of what is a documentary? Um, yeah. Because when you, like, you try to think of an answer, it's actually kind of difficult Yeah. to say, like... Yeah, you want to say, like, I don't know, the 12-year-old me is like, oh, it's real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's like the phrase Thank that always you, comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's not actors, <laughs> right? I, but, oh, not actors. Sorry, and then like, I think someone was saying, um, having like it being not scripted is essential for them to um, think of it as a documentary. Um, but then when you like think about like narration and stuff in documentaries, that's, that's always scripted. scripted. Yeah. yeah, interviews. Mm-hmm. Augustine said, like, found footage or just, yeah. like, you know, unedited yeah. kind of unmanipulated footage, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, also, like, when they show, like, documents of things that mm-hmm. are not just people, like, yeah, like, when they use other documents to be part of the documentary. Ah. <laughs> okay. I think something interesting also to think about is that, you know, what is not a documentary you know what I mean (laughs) because you know you're always filming what's happening in front of you except in animation which is obviously different and even then but so what is not a documentary Mm -hmm. everything has elements of real in it yeah Mm -hmm. um so I don't know I think it's an interesting way of of seeing it um and um oh oh, I forgot what I wanted to say but yeah, I thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I have sort of a definition that <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> bring academia into this. Um, we were sort of going back and forth um, between the, about the definition in my Asian-Canadian um, documentary class. And what we settled on was, was this one. I forget exactly who said it and how we created it, but it was it's, it's the creative treatment of actuality. Mm. I've heard that before. Yeah, it's it's from some academic paper that I cannot, for the life okay, of me, think of right now. What does that even mean? Though? Like like what creative. So actuality, but but you know because stitching it together, stitching it together. Way, yeah, or, and whoever's, you know, if it, because it's you know made by humans, there's going to be that sort of non-objectivity treatment. involved. So the treatment, treatment and then. <laughs> I don't know, just just the way a lot of documentaries are created. There's, it's gonna be, it, in trying to gain an audience and keep mm. it interesting. There's the creative element of it. 
Yeah. So I think, I think of like, yeah, yeah, editing style, music is yeah, a big yeah. one. Like, like, it's a story. It's telling right. a story nonetheless, despite mm-hmm. it yeah. being about real life. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, it may, yeah, the, it makes me think of the second movie uh, we screened yesterday. What was it called again? Uh, oh. By the Time It Gets Dark. Right. Which is Where they it. were, the filmmaker was interviewing... Uh, this lady, this writer that was involved in student protest before, mm-hmm. and then they reenact her life as she tells it. Mm-hmm. So there's like her real meeting with this woman, and then the film and like the writing of the film at the same time. So and mm-hmm. so it's. Is it a documentary or not a documentary? Well, yeah, that one, that example is interesting because I think you uh, left before it got weird in a way. Oh, (laughs) okay. So they basically start to deconstruct that, like, straightforward, like, reenactment, and it just becomes, like, you get, like, bits of dream and, like, you don't know what's, like, real, what's not, like, what's in the present, what's in the past anymore. Um, Some of the actors play, like, like, multiple roles, and so, Mm -hmm. like, they just, like, become sort of a... Like, oh, what is filmmaking in the first place? Like, mm. thing. And, um, and then, like, in the end, the ending is sorry, I'm gonna spoil slightly, but, um, there's like <laughs> a not, scene, <laughs> <I'm not ready>. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, like, the la- like one of the last scenes is like, um, ends up with like a digital, um, degeneration. Is that what it's called? Like, oh, like, yeah, 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 okay, like yeah. it deteriorates, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in like a digital, like, all the pixels yeah, come like, up oh, and like, oh, colors. like, uh, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see it if I'm imagining what yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, so what was this about, sir? About the documentary and how, because what it makes me think of now uh, is also how, like, even when we retell stories for a camera in an interview, you know, these elements of dreams and memories they're all like reconstructed for the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we're stuck, well, we're stuck. It's just how we work, but we just mm. keep telling stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, s- and, and stories are stories whether they're real or not. Like yeah. what makes a story more of a story <coughs> how it, and how it relates to the real, even though you can't really tell what's mm. the real. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think this is something that's like, you know, t- mm. it makes me, yeah. Uh, no, you go ahead. I it <laughs> makes me think of the way um, um, we talk about, <clears throat> well, how ideology works in a cultural sense, in the sense that ideology is everywhere, and the way it works is that it wants to, it, it, it creates fantasies that it wants to make pass as real. So and so and and does so, but not drawing attention mm. to itself. So mm. if you're like, oh yes, this is obviously real, that's probably an effect of ideology because mm-hmm. it plays mm-hmm. into everything you already believe is real, mm-hmm. and you don't like, and 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 everything you might be, oh, this is not. It would like try to smooth over as something that is like, oh no, this is the reality of the of the world. Um, I don't know if I'm very clear right now, but like mm -hmm. maybe a documentary that draws attention to its own performing of real might Uh. be less, uh, might be more real in the sense that it doesn't relate to ideology as much as like a movie that would be like, oh, this is completely. That makes me think of like the watermelon woman. Yes. Yes. You know, like layers of realness mm-hmm. versus like the fact that you're still watching a film yeah or like it's like a documentary form but about like a real experience but also like not mm-hmm. but yeah or then like something like by the time it gets dark which is sort of like it's a fiction i would call it a fictional mm. film but um and i'm pretty sure like i'm pretty sure it is scripted like the interviews and everything i don't think that is a real interview but um it is about a real historical event so like that sort of element of like of just the fact that it's a topic of um like the topic is something that happened that everyone sort of agrees actually happened in real life mm-hmm. or a person that everyone sort of already understands as real um 
and like external to the film like maybe that's like the only thing that can really distinguish it from being um like as a documentary yeah um and then yeah i guess like and because of like it's art like because it's building on something that we all agree is real like i really like this idea of like it sort of being an ideology or like forming ideology or just like the role of documentary in idea i don't know yeah it mm-hmm. makes sense yeah um it's a lot of this whole thing of ideology is also a lot in how like it relates to fantasy and how uh, stories can make their own fantasies be the real um mm. Uh, we're talking about this in my class on the genre and because we're working on the musicals, mm-hmm. which is like a very spectacular genre mm. and how it basically in a musical, the spectacle is the reality of this mm. musical, right? Because the narrative goes through through these musical numbers. You um, mean it's like the way the rules of the world are established? Yeah, okay. but then you get sucked into that mm-hmm. and then... And it's not like th- there's no rules of the world, strictly speaking. You just get eased into the idea that the story and the narratives are the spectacle, are the performances. Yeah. Mm. We're in deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is... Um, back? <laughs> What's it? To, to Singapore uh, with love. S- oh yeah. my god. <laughs> so is a lot. Uh, some of it is about like protests or student protests. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give a brief. What a great segue. <laughs> yeah, we thought we'd give a, a little time for talking about um, the yes. climate strike that's happening mm-hmm. today. I was just looking at this Vox article that has like photos from all over the world. Um, wow. This is from Eastern Time, so like they already have the photos. <laughs> yeah. I know that's a really weird time <laughs> thing, um, but it's just like really, really cool and crazy. Mm. Like these photos kind of make me tear up and a little, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. They're just they're saying you know it's like the biggest protest of this kind in history. I mean, I guess now more than ever it has to happen, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there's there's a uh, one gathering right here. Outside of the station, in the nest. In the nest. If, if you, you want to come. If you want to come. Um, Starts at 12. Oh, yeah. That's in 20 minutes. Yeah. Like right after our show. So, so even if you're right in class, now, leave your class, everything. drop everything. This is a strike. If you're listening to us, stop and go, <laughs> yeah. go to the protest. <laughs> or like keep listening while walking there uh, is also an option. Keep you company. Yeah. But yeah, that's something really cool to be a part of, I think. And yeah, I don't know. It's really early. Awesome. Yeah. And it's happening. Mm-hmm. And important. Mm-hmm. Also, today in politics, uh, <laughs> we've on now UBC. become a whole different station show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just yeah, yeah don't yeah, forget yeah. to vote for uh, RAMS. Mm-hmm. Today's yeah. the last day. I think it ends at five p.m. Yeah. <gasps> make your votes. Do it. Votes matter. M- make your. And there's votes. another mm-hmm. what? Another like protest happening today on campus. Um. Oh, yes, the counter-protest uh, against uh, Stefan oh, Molyneux yeah. and Lauren Southern's uh, appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, so notorious uh, white supremacists stood that uh, operate under the pretense of free speech uh, and, um, uh, and use that pretense and, 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 and pretend to be advocating for speech speech but in fact pushed these white nationalist agendas as well as um uh yeah far right and mm-hmm. transphobic uh, and so what time and where can people meet for that so outside the nest i believe uh and at the uh, rainbow mm? at the rainbow at, yeah flag. at the rainbow at 5 5 p.m. today yeah so yeah if you have time make time that <laughs> it's important mm-hmm. yeah so there's a lot of really important stuff happening today on campus that you should get involved in and vote also that takes like literally a minute of your time and you can do it on your phone so uh, yeah really you don't have an excuse <laughs> <laughs>
And also, like, all of this stuff is happening on campus. You don't have to, like, take a bus downtown or anything. Like, come between your classes if you can or after work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really important that there's a lot of people there and they have mm-hmm. a lot of strength in numbers. And uh, yeah, yeah, it feels... Yeah. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just saying, like, just thinking of, like, the responsibility that um, students have, um, like, while we're here and we have the ability and the means to... Um, make our like voices heard and stuff um i think it's really important that we like do it yeah live up to that Mm -hmm. um and there's like such a long history of student activism and like students making really significant change in the world so it's really cool to just know that we're a part of that yeah and um yeah just we were talking about yesterday how at the moment, there's so many political stuff happening and so many led by students as well. Uh, we're talking about uh, the protests in Algeria mm. that are uh, questioning the power of uh, the uh, four-mandate four president, uh, Abdelaziz Bouteflika. And, uh, and you know, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not everywhere stuff is happening, mm-hmm. but it's still very powerful and, mm-hmm. yeah good (laughs) (laughs) yeah and even with brexit also these past three days all the brexit votes um how they rejected theresa may's deal and how they're projecting to do more and how Mm. that might question the government in place as well um i mean theresa may's government obviously uh yeah yeah there's a lot happening right now it's really Really cool to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, like, difficult, but also, like, there's some hope. Like, obviously, the reasons that there has to be protests mm-hmm. is because things are yeah. horrible. Yeah. But the fact that there are protests is also nice. Yeah, that there's some ability to um, actually create change. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Maybe we can take another quick break and we will be back to close off the show with some more discussion about documentary and student protests (laughs) and all that good stuff. So we'll be right back.
Like that. How about that? Mondays, 5 p.m. Deliberate noise. Nina Panini, special guest Claire. Local, new, hot, upcoming shows, toilets, friendship. Mondays at 5, CITR, be there, be there, be there. Hello and welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. Um, the last couple of songs we played were Juicy Socks by Cherry Glazer from their new album Stuffed and Ready and You Are Going to Hate This by The Frights. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're in our final like six minutes or so-ish of our show. Uh, yeah, we left off with talking about Come to the Climate Strike. <laughs> That's starting in like five minutes in the nest. Um, yeah, this is, my, this is my last show for a bit. Pokemon Go to the <laughs> Strike. I don't understand. Oh, no. <laughs> I got it. oh my god! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad I could be here to watch this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really a lot of people starting yeah. to like gather. Yeah, that's awesome. Enjoying them. I wonder if they're gonna use a megaphone in the nest. That'd be cool. I think they will. But yeah, go there. Leave your class right now. <laughs> if you're listening to this in <laughs> class. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's good education. Yes. Um, yeah, anyone have any uh, last thoughts about Singapore with love, about documentary, about student activism? You know? I have a last anything? thought about the fact that this is your last show in five months, yeah. which is really sad. Yeah, but I'll be back, and it's been, a, it's been a wild ride so far. It's been a lot of fun. With who am I going to see the movies before talking about them on the show? That's huh? true. With whom? With whom? Whomst. 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 But yeah, I'll be back in uh, August or September. Oh, no. We have yeah. to work out a thing. And this show has documented your process. Yes. Yes, this oh, is my own documentary. <laughs> I honestly, yeah, I love, like, listening to these by myself at home. Yes. When they come out on, the like, the, <laughs> the website, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I just like listening to my own voice. <laughs> I can't listen to it. Oh, my God. I just like listening to it for my own, like, tech issues. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, that messed that up. This person needs yeah, to be louder, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, real world is great. I don't even know, like, honestly, who listens to the show, but I'm just glad to be here with my friends and having a good time in this little glass box. Yeah. This is my happy place. This is my every Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anybody? Last thoughts? We want to just wrap it up. Last thoughts. thoughts. Um, Don't forget to vote. Mm. Mm. You know, keep updated on what's happening all around the world. what you can do to just talk about it yeah. yeah maybe we'll just end with a song and end a little early so maybe that we can get out there and yeah. one real quick student resource group shout out if you're interested in activism they do a lot of student activist work 
for like future and stuff not just for which group one-off but yeah the student activist group is like um a like oh, collection like oh that's the name okay yeah, <laughs> so, yeah like I, I think that's what they're called um, oh okay um, i thought you were yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's like the collection of like the women's um collective i'm getting their names oh right. yes like, um else is in there oh uh social justice center is part of it um there's in there the black women and uh i don't know what the name of the black group student is union called. yeah i don't know if that's part of it but mm. or um uh, uh you got black it. lives got matter it. i don't know if that's like an official organization at the school oh Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So the resource groups of AMS are Color Connected, which is Color Connected Against AMS. I mean, against racism, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Down with AMS. The Pride Collective, of course. Social Justice Justice Center, Women's Center. Women's Center. Student Environment Center. So those are the resource groups. Um, And they all have, like, one little section in the AMS um, where they have their offices and stuff. Cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for info or somewhere to get started, someone to talk to, any of those would be a great resource. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to close off the show now, Mm -hmm. but um, happy weekend. Have a good rest of your term, finals, everything. Thank you, Alex. These people will still be back next week or week after or something. Thank you for hosting the show for all these weeks, Alex. (laughs) the boards amazingly. Thanks. How will we survive? Okay, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.